week on What Do You Got? The Economy for Dummies Like Us. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Tim Fulton. I'm Andy Smith. And this is What Do You Got? A little segment where we talk about something. Um, <laughs> this has been the show. <laughs> it's been the show. Uh, we're bringing a topic to the table that the other guy doesn't know about, and we chit chat about it for a little bit. It's Andy's turn. Andy, what do you got? Uh, the economy for dummies like us. Ba-ba-ba. So um, we don't really do current events. We don't. Uh, and uh, there's kind of a thing going on right now. We're possibly going into a recession. I would argue we are in a recession and everyone's just afraid to admit it. Yeah, there's like a weird thing that has to happen. You have to be like negative on the on the S&P for two mo- two quarters in a row. Yeah. Uh, and then it's co- technically considered a recession. Something like that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're I looked right. it up before. Uh, I overheard somebody talking about it. But uh, so, I made it up. <laughs> yeah, inflation and, uh, you know, everyone's fucking scared. Uh they don't know what's coming next. The stock market's crashing. Cryptocurrencies are crashing. Uh, things aren't looking good. Gas is $12. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Mass. It's a ghost Mass hysteria. Um, no, it is a problem, though. Yeah, so I just wanted to see if you had any thoughts on it whatsoever and just talk from two normal, everyday people like us to just see what our, like our pulse on the today's uh today's events are so my opinion on this we've known for years that tough times are coming for years uh from uh um ecological ecological standpoint the whole like um uh, global warming thing nations worldwide are slowly moving towards more green initiatives. And I think we're finally at the point where we're just about to get the final big push to do it, right? So the big thing for me when thinking about this recession is gas prices. I mean, it for me, it's the first domino. It's by far not the only one, but it's the first big domino. And the reason gas prices are so high is multifactored. It's not one thing in particular. It's a million little things. But one of the issues Ironically, uh, gas companies are currently having record profits, which is dumb. But there's no – they want to start drilling more. Everyone's pushing for them to drill more, except we weren't a year ago, two years ago. We were saying, no, we need to, like, rein this in. We need to slowly become greener. And all of, like – at least in America – all these initiatives that people have been saying you cannot open new refineries you cannot open new uh drilling locations and even the middle east is gearing towards that because they finally are recognizing that the gears are shifting the middle east is so wealthy right now based on their gas their oil production but they if in 20 years that's not going to be a thing they don't want to invest in this new uh in making more refineries and stuff like that if they're going to be obsolete really quickly thereafter so we're saying yeah gas prices are high gas prices are high we need to do something about it but there no one wants to do anything about it because we're going to do something about it the next couple of years is going to be great and then we're going to turn around and be like but now stop so collaborate and listen I sit back with a brand new edition. And obviously it has uh, a big part to play is with uh, Russia currently invading Ukraine. So we're getting less oil from there, um, which dramatically affected the the world oil supply and other supplies. Uh, But that to me is the big thing on what's affecting the oil. Um, And we can argue back and forth all day on if it's a good thing or if it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, But that, I mean, that is set, that is basically set in stone. The oil companies, to put more oil into a national or global reserve, whatever the reserve is, there is a. Uh, we have a reserve, they say, about of 100 years. Yeah. In, in the United States. But we keep a lot of it for military purposes. Yeah. We, we don't release it. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, to, to add more to the oil reserve, we need more refineries and more places to drill. But they're not going to be willing to do so. So we're kind of at this catch-22 where this is kind of the bad part. Like, like 
thinking about it logically, there was going to be a bad part. There was going to be an awkward transition from one to the other of, of oil-based and coal-based uh, uh, energy efficiency to more green-based efficiency, and we're here. This is the awkward part. I'm hoping we transition super quick and we don't regress because then we're just pushing the, the whole thing down the line. But the high oil prices are naturally affecting all the other prices along the way. And I'm sure there are companies out there that are using this as an excuse to price gouge. Uh, they're saying, oh, look at this. Oh, the high inflation. I guess we have to increase rent 14,000%. Yeah. But for me, that's that's the biggest thing. Oil prices are high. Now everything else is high. So working off a couple things that you said, because I, I yeah. did listen to a couple things on this from guys that I kind of think are in the know or whatever. But one of the statistics that they brought up, which actually made me start thinking about this from more of a like um, – I guess just as like a, a like a liberal standpoint, as far as like across the board. So like during twenty twenty, I think uh, big oil under that blanket of people. I think they were they took like a twenty four billion dollar loss. Okay. Um, and now everyone is saying like like oh they're making so much money and they're doing this. It's like but nobody nobody was saying we got to help them when they took a loss. Now. Yeah. I don't know too many people that are like huge fans of big oil. They're one of those companies that it's like very easy to hate. So it kind of made me think like, well, yeah, like they're just a company like any other company. And whether you think that they overcharge or they price gouge or all these things, like they took a hit and now they're trying to say like, okay, we need to make some of this money back that we lost during the pandemic. Yeah. And that's kind of why part of the reason why they're having more record highs as far as sales now. And then so that kind of made me a little bit more, not like on their side, but kind of like a little less like kind of throwing stones at them because they are just a regular industry like any other industry. The other thing, uh, when you're talking about like the, the environment and all that stuff, the other thing that kind of like the, the pandemic and the war in Ukraine, I think is kind of bringing out to light is that like the United States is not everything. Yeah. Right. So Places that are not here, like, also live here. And they don't have the restrictions that we have. They don't think the same way that we think. I mean, I think a lot of, uh, like, China's um, economies run off coal. Like, their yeah. energy is coal-based. We don't, I mean, we, we have it here. Yeah. But, so, it's like, yeah, we can make all the regulations here, but then that means if it's more expensive to switch over, then we're kind of going to get hurt by that while these other places are going to use the cheaper method that is now vastly more available because we don't use it. And they're going to benefit from that economically because they can run their country cheaper, essentially. Um, and then also like with the whole car batteries and all this stuff, like with Tesla, I think Tesla's a fantastic company, yeah. but I don't know how clean it is to like make a battery or recycle a battery or whatever. Um, I'm sure there's people that like have the statistics for like the life of the car and the battery and all this stuff. Um, but at the same time, like most electrical, I think most electrical, uh, power plants are run by fuels, fossil fuels. They, they are, they yeah. are. I did read a statistic once that, uh, if you consider oil to be a hundred percent, um, inefficient, lack of better word. I don't know. I forget what the terminology is. Clean or efficient inefficient okay like reverse that that coal would be like 75 percent. so even if everyone moved from uh, uh gasoline cars to electric cars and we purely ran off coal it would still be an ecological shift for the better um, yeah it's just the cost of doing that with would be astronomical i guess yeah. my my point with the whole bringing ukraine in the pandemic is that when shit hits the fan um the things that seem not very apparent and in your face fall by the wayside. Yeah. People don't care about that kind of stuff when, when things are very bad. They care about like, no, no, I need to know how I'm going to pay for this or how I'm going to survive. So, yeah. you know, I like the environment, but like I need to know how I'm going to get to work because yeah. gas yeah. is so expensive and all, all these other things. Um, the other thing uh, I, I was going to bring up with the gas prices is like what's your thoughts as far as – the country, like a lot of other countries, were shut down for a long time during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people weren't working and they had to get money from somewhere. So a lot of countries were kind of just printing money, which, as you know, kind of leads more towards inflation. 
And now it's almost like the gas prices are semi, uh, it's a responsible semi from that because the, there's so much more money in the economy that it's more representative of how much money's printed. Uh, I don't know enough about that to really comment on it in earnest. Um, I, like you said, I know the basics. Like I do know that printing money, uh, the more shroot bucks you have, the less shroot bucks everybody has. It just it just devalues the amount that you have. Yeah, yeah, it, it causes mass inflation. Um, I know today the 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 what call it? Oh God damn it, Timmy! The national, not the National Reserve, the big American bank. The Reserve Bank. Yeah, they just increased uh uh, uh what you call it. Interest rates dramatically. The most that they've been increased since two point five percent or one. They increased it by three quarters of a point. Yeah. So that's the biggest increase since the biggest shift since nineteen ninety two. Um, which everyone is afraid that that's going to be the 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 shot that starts the recession. But they were kind of forced to do it because if they left it alone, inflation was going to continue speculatively to be astronomical. I mean, for a long time, it's been 8%. Well, I think, I think you, I think it's almost like a recession is the, is the forest fire that resets the, 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 it's the, the balance. Con- it's the controlled fire. And you need, you need to have it because it's almost like we never learn. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I mean us as a collective society, I'm sure there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of influence, a lot of people back to and making money, but like, it gets to the point where like the housing market and whatever market you want to talk about is just so it's like astronomically good. Like everyone's making money and you're like, well, how can everyone be making money? Yeah. Like everyone's making money. And my $200,000 house is now worth 490,000 that I bought 10 years ago. Where is that coming from? Where's it coming from? And then on top of that, it's like, we've seen this how many times before we're like right before it gets really, really bad. It's really, really good. Yeah. And, we kind of were at the high point of that right before COVID, which it's like COVID hit right when everything was really high. So it kind of like steamrolled us into this, like, uh, I think this, like, not perfect storm. I don't get all cr- fucking crazy on it, but it's almost like we're at the height of everything. Everything's good. The economy, the stock market's the highest it's been in years. And then it's almost like kind of due to be drawn back a little bit. But then yeah. instead of having like a soft landing drawback, you have this giant money eating thing as far as all the other horrible things in the pandemic where like it shuts the world down. Yeah. And now that everything starts moving again, the, the things that we had to do to keep going and the things that were done that, you know, argue for good, bad or indifferent or people making money, we're feeling the effects now. And it's not. I don't think it's gonna. We're gonna fully feel those effects for another year. I think it's gonna get worse. I'm gonna get preachy for a second, okay. and it's oddly political for the first okay. time. <laughs> but all those fucking libertarians, no, <laughs> holds oh, no power. Oh, no, uh, you should be in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was really, 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 really pissed off with how they handled um, economic uh, uh, stability. Specifically in this country. We're in America. I don't know about the rest of the world. Yeah, we're kind of like looking through a very small window to other countries, I feel. Yeah, it's and you know what? I don't blame myself. Other people can, but I don't have the time to worry about every single country's economic viewpoint. Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to survive. I'm trying to survive. So I'm I'm looking and judging what my country is doing. And we had multiple rounds of economic stimulus packages where they were just giving money away to people. And I know a lot of people did didn't need it because they were out of work and this, that, the other thing. But they did they did this thing called the PPP loan, where if your company proved that they were down in value for a certain amount of time, they would give you money. And the money was strictly for a handful of purposes. But the point of it was you have to keep your employees. So if you have a restaurant and you prove that you – I remember this. Hmm? I remember this. Yeah. If you had a restaurant and you proved that you were down, they would give you what – they would basically give you what your payroll would cost and you would have to keep your employees paid. Now, there were downsides to this just like uh, them giving away money for free. A lot of people saw advantages or saw like loopholes. They came out with it way too fast and way too dumb because they were under the gun. But they – People were taking advantage of it. People didn't really have downside or uh, 
lower months. They were looking they, at it like free money. They And they did. They got free money. All right, you paid for our employees. Well, how we normally would have paid for our employees is now going in our pocket. Yeah. Kind of thing. Because um, all you had to do was prove that I spent $70,000 to keep my employees there. Um, but for the most part, for the most part, specifically if it was restructured to be legitimately for companies that were having economic trouble, uh, it kept people employed at the rate that they would be employed at instead of just this broad brush here's money everyone in the country like i knew people who were getting those that stimulus money didn't need it yeah point blank didn't need it so you have uh and myself being one of them i'm, I'm including myself i got between all the things i mean i got like three thousand four thousand dollars i forget what the actual number is I was happy I got it, and I'm not giving it back. Sorry, America, because everyone else got it. Yeah. My $4,000 is going to be a ripple compared to everyone else, uh, compared to everything. But if, if you see people getting all this money, and they had no economic downside to it. Again, I'm sure that it affected people positively. But if they shifted that, yeah. instead of giving just this broad brush, everyone gets money – they focused on, all right, these are the companies that are hurting. Let's keep them afloat and let's keep people employed. They would have fixed the economic downside dramatically. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And just, no, real, no, go ahead. Go and ahead. Real, you can have it after. No, no, this. no, go ahead. And just like you said, what happens when everyone has more money? What happens when everyone has more money? Inflation. When everyone has more money, no one has more money. And we're talking the bottom. 80% of people suddenly within a three to four year span had an extra $4,000 and with uh, unemployment being jacked up, like they were just getting way too much money. I, in large part, I'm not an economic, I can't even say the word. That's how bad I am. I'm not an yeah. economist. So I can't give you stats or whatever. Just my intuit gut feeling that that was a large reason why we're currently in the situation that we're in. Yeah. So, uh, for the, for the most part, like inflation, you know, for dummies like us, <laughs> it's like you have a thousand one dollar bills worth a thousand dollars. You print another thousand one dollar bills. Each, do each dollar is now only worth 50 cents yes. because you're just printing more money. Yes. You have nothing to say what that represents essentially. Yes. But during the, the pandemic, I thought about the same thing. And then I thought of the sheer logistics of trying to undertake that when first of all, the country shut down and no one's working. So it's like, how are you going to, how would the government, which is just so good at running things. So good. Right. How are they going to decide who needs or doesn't need the money? You have to pay someone to take the time to go and decide and look into what they're like. Let me see your statements. Let me see this. And then how long does that take? How long, how do you deny someone? What, what constitutes approval? All this stuff has to have some kind of SOP associated with it. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, what might cost the, a, a normal person doing it by themselves. $5 is going to cost a, someone to pay for it 20 and it's going to cost the government a hundred Yeah. because the government's very inefficient yes. when it comes to money. Yes. Right. So it, taking out the time it would have taken to cherry pick businesses that needed to go and get the money, just the money that it would cost to pay people to do that. Yeah. And it, it, I just I agree with the sentiment. I just think that a lot of times we like myself included, think about things on a like a small company scale and not on the scale of a 300 million people yeah. scale. Yeah. Like it's so crazy to even think about where you would even begin. Like you have to like, how do you apply for it? How do you, who do you call Ghostbusters? How do you, you know what I mean? Like the, the logistics of that at that time, especially would have been nightmarish at best, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely, you're 100% correct. And also too, part of the reason, as much as we don't like it, it is a political thing to be like, we have to give everyone it because if we don't, it's going to make voters unhappy. No matter what side of the fence you're on. A hundred percent. And to back you up, it's not a Republican versus Democratic no. issue because both parties did give out stimulus checks to the larger American people with, yes. with, within a given time. So both parties took, in my opinion, is a cop out. But yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing I was thinking when you were talking about like uh, the keeping your employees. Yeah. 
they did that in the beginning. And then after that, they were like, you can't open your business. And they're like, what am I supposed to do now? You just gave me a $300,000 loan to keep my employees in here. And now you're saying I can't, I can't have my business open. Yeah. So what do I do now? Now I owe that money. And then on top of that, the stimulus well, the loan to be uh, real fast the loan get, gets forgiven. So it came as a PPP loan and yeah. that's what it was. So you could apply for the, you could apply for the PPP loan from the get go. Yeah. And it will give you whatever your uh, uh, payroll is. Yeah. And then when you show an economic downturn, then you apply for forgiveness. And that's where that if comes If you from. kept all your employees. The second you fired one of them, I believe that loan became... You... There, there's a percentage. It's not one of them. But that was the point of the money. So if you spent $300 or $100,000 a month on employees, they give you $100,000. It's basically saying you're keeping this so you don't fire people. Yeah, you can't. You you might be able to, yeah, yeah, might exactly. be able to let one or two people go to because and they they'll suck. prorate the loan based on how many people you let go, basically, kind of thing. Uh, like what you owe back. I forget exactly what the rules are. Either but, way, it's stupid. But it gets it got it gets forgiven if you use the money appropriately. But here's the thing: they the, think about. I mean, nobody expected the pandemic thing to last as long as it did. Yeah. Right. So they do this thing where they say, here's money. We're going to give you money that we don't have because we're, we're not doing well. And then right after that, we're going to say, you can't even, you can't open. So we gave you a shit ton of money, which is essentially went to waste because then they just shut everything down and only certain stores were allowed to open. And then you're giving everyone money to stay home. And I know a lot of people that could have easily went to work and they didn't cause they wouldn't make as much money because they were getting stimulus checks. Yeah. And then on top of it, specifically the unemployment boost. Exactly. And then, yes. Yeah, so the unemployment boost. So a lot of people just didn't want to go to work. I think what's going to happen during this time with the economy crashing, which is going to really hurt is that companies are going to, they've already started downsizing. Yeah. And what's going to happen is all these people that, have been working from home and riding kind of like the easy train with being able to say like, well, I don't want to go into the office. I want to work from home. They're going to be like, well, I have five people that are willing to come to the, to work now. And because I don't need, like the tables have switched to, you know, I'm trying, I need someone to work for me. I don't care if you work from home to now, like we are bleeding because the economy is so bad and I'm firing everyone. So I'm firing the people that give me the least amount of effort. And that's going to fuck everybody that's been milking it. Yeah. Which is going to hurt even more because what do they do now for unemployment when there's no money? I mean, they're going to get money, but not, not what they did two years ago. Exactly. Um, and you have like the solidest of points. What was I going to say? I forget money, Money. uh, unemployment. Uh, they, they, they gave the, the, Oh, and we're going, we're going to see a weird rehash of two years ago. If, and this is an if, again, not an economist. If this recession does trigger uh, higher rates of unemployment, which is very, will. It, it's very likely, we're going to see the same thing happening all over again. People are going to be looking at looking for government handouts uh, because two years ago when we faced an economic crisis, uh, a health crisis, but it was an economic crisis as well. When we faced an economic crisis, the government turned around and said, all right, here's a bunch of money. To, to get over it. So we're going to have mass unemployment. People are going to turn around and be like, do it again. And that's... It, you can't I, do that. You can't do that every single time there is an economic crisis. There has to be... And this is one of the things that that public opinion versus... Is one of the reasons that public opinion is bad for government. I'm all for democracies. We need to be democracies. But everyone is looking for the Band-Aid. They're not looking for the cure. Yeah. We want to be fixed now, immediately do it right now. But there has to be a better way to financially invest in the American and global society that's not just here's a bunch of money. If there has to be like here's work, here is this, that, the other thing. Like here are things to get the ball rolling. Here's a new here is a new profession that no one ever thought of. You know, we were just talking about green energy. We're gonna start as the American government for some reason, uh, uh, a new whole trade. 
we're going to start creating green energy in lieu of everything else. We'll employ 100,000 people to do it. Yeah, I, I see. I know what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. Th those are examples. There, I'm not there, using those there, I know, there, I know you're, you're, you're going with like more the, the idea of what you're saying than the actual, like, this is exactly what I mean. Yeah. But I'm not talking about the actual logistics. Yeah. So, excuse me, the whole creating jobs thing. There, there's definitely a need for government jobs and government work. There, there 100% is. Yeah. But like you said, handing out Band-Aids for a gunshot wound, yeah, it's not sometimes as hard as it is, and it's easy for people like me and you yeah. who like yes. the stimulus check, like we, we could have survived without the stimulus check. Easily. Some people needed, needed that money. 100%. Needed that money. Absolutely. Like they just needed the money. Yes. But this is this is one of those weird conversations where people that are like very capitalist and very like the government shouldn't touch any of my money. Well, it kind of works the other way too, where if you don't want the government involved in taking any of your money, then you can't expect them to come in at the end and help you when you don't have any money. Correct. So there's got to be somewhat of a balance of each. Like government assistance is there for people who need government assistance, but they kind of blanketed everybody in that because of the pandemic. And I think a lot of these, like like I said, the handouts, the 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 PP, PPP loan, PPP loan for like a lot of that was more politically driven than it was like this is the best thing to do. Like yeah. there was there was more so of a like I want to be the person that gave you six hundred dollars because you're going to remember me as the guy that gave you six hundred dollars. And that's why the PPP loans failed. I, could, I know we're disagreeing on this a little bit, but I think if it was structured better, it would have been a better recourse. But like you're saying, what is, quote unquote, sexier to the people? The person who says, here, America, here's $600. Or the person who said, here, handful of companies, I'm going to make it so your employees can stay employed. It doesn't have the no, same. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I just don't think that logistically that could have been accomplished by the government. I think for a company that specialized in that, that would have been difficult to do. I think it could have in the second round. The first round, I understand why it had to be rushed and why it failed a little bit. But I think by the time the second, because they do these things in quarters, by the time the second quarter came around, I think that they could have truly hashed out uh, to get rid of the bad players, to get rid of um, the unnecessary, and to really focus in, I think they could have done it. And just to give myself a little like backing to that, the the stimulus money that they did send out, they've tracked that very well. Because if you didn't get it, you could apply for it on your future tax return. And if you stumbled, if you like misquoted a number or something, they were on that like white on rights. Immediate notices. Immediate. They're like, no, you're wrong. And every time we look into it, they are correct. Yeah. They track that like a fucking hawk. Yeah. Well, they don't have the money. But um, what was I going to say? The, the thing that I'm talking about with the, the like giving out money to the companies and stuff like that, though, um, the second round, they probably could have done it. But I'm going to call back a statistic, and I'm not quite sure of the number. But back in the early, early 2000s or the late 90s, we had a stimulus in this country. We had a, a surplus of cash, like $3, okay. trillion, or $3 billion, something like that. Okay. And they decided to give everyone a check okay. for like 400 bucks. Okay. Every American, they gave you a letter to let you know your check was in the mail, right? Every, not every adult, every household got the check or maybe husband and wife. If there was two people there, I'm not sure. Okay. The cost of just sending the letter was in the tens of millions of dollars. I want to say it was between 20 and $60 million to just send a letter Yeah. to send sense. one letter yeah. to every, to every American adult. Yeah. So you're talking maybe 150 million people at the time, right? Yeah. So if it costs that much money to just send a letter where you know where the letter's going, nobody has to make a phone call, and it's that much money, how much money does it cost to put into looking into who's gets what? How are we going to approve these businesses for these loans? And you have to do it now because yeah. in six months, they're not going to be there. They don't have the money to, to stay alive for six months which is part of the other problem too. You can own a company and make, you know, 4% profit might be, you know, a billion dollars a year. 
But on the flip side of that, yes, it's a billion dollars a year. But what happens when you don't make money for six months? If 4% is a billion dollars, what's half your year? Yeah. It's many, many, many more billions. So if you can't operate for six months, you're looking at the company like, well, you made a billion dollars last year. It's like, yeah, but we spent 190 billion to make that billion. Yeah. So now we're in the whole 100 billion. So like, what do we do? It's, 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 I don't know what, you know, what the answer is. It just, it makes for a really shit time that we're in right now where we tried to like bandaid these big wounds to like, almost like, um, like make people not worry about the, the upcoming issue that was definitely going to come around. And now it's here. Yeah. And my fear is that we're, it's going to repeat itself. We're going to do that all over again. That's my big fear to get out of this, like tough time quote unquote that they're going to throw in another band-aid and say it's okay people it's it's like it's like a war is going on outside and you're tucking your kid into bed reading him a nighttime story just to get him to sleep yeah like everyone's ignoring the big the big yeah. real issues i think um, what i think part of what's going to happen is you're right there is going to be somewhat of a repeat of some of the events number two i think people are going to go more back to like what happened right after the 2008 crash where like for years it was like you're lucky to have a job yeah. like don't don't care how much it pays like you're lucky to even get a job whereas if you remember like what six months ago people were working as cashiers for 25 bucks an hour because they couldn't find anyone yeah they couldn't find anyone to get in now they're going to be like yeah. what, what are you offering me like are you going to work nights and weekends for straight pay like it's going to move more towards that. I agree. You're also probably going to see uh, a, a necessary reduction in unnecessary shit, right? And also probably a move back towards more things like fossil fuels because unfortunately, like you have to weigh it against this, right? What's more expensive for the world? Is it more expensive to be greener in one country or is it more costly for people to pay $8 a gallon? What ramifications does that have? Well, uh, twofold. One, I, I, it's like a wait and see which way we're going to go. Yeah. But I think going back more towards fossil fuels is one of the Band-Aids that we're going. And we're already seeing this. Uh, Biden, again, I'm not being pro or anti or anything. I'm just stating facts. But Biden cur- or just released a letter to um, – all the oil companies basically it was like a strongly worded letter of being like i'm disappointed in you basically and saying yeah because like, they're yeah because they have record profits blah 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 uh to me it was just a political front um 100 but he he was the ironic part is that one of the platforms he ran off of was pulling back on these new refineries and all these other things because he wants to push for the green initiative so i'm hoping that i think this is one of the places that you and i are going to to break off but I'm hoping that instead of refocusing on oil production to lower gas prices, that they use this current economic boost that they have. We're saying oil companies like it's like this is like they're concrete. This is where they stand. They're not oil companies. These companies are energy companies. People aren't dumb. Right now, they're making a shit ton of money in oil. But if they have some sort, any sort of inkling that green energy is going to be the financial way to go in the future, they're going to start to shift their gears. They have done this kind of sort of in the past, almost playfully being like, yeah, we're, we're researching green energy. Just yeah. Give, give me a I minute. think I, they I know do it excited. here more because we're one of the countries that's like aware of that stuff. I think a yeah. lot of other major countries don't, don't care. Yeah. They, they don't care. Um, but and, and I'm saying just America, but I think I think Europe is uh, gaining steam on this too, uh, bec- mostly because of Russia right now. Their their uh, their timeline has definitely fast forwarded because no one wants to rely on Russian oil anymore. Um, they want to get off that, and the way to get off that because the greater Europe doesn't have oil is to produce more green energy. So I would want to see. Yeah, they're having record profits. Can I force them to do it? No. But instead of a strongly worded letter to say, fix this, which would be more dependent on fossil fuels, uh, to refocus on new green energy initiatives, which will eventually get us away from the oil and the problem. Uh, again, one of the reasons I think that we're going to break away is when we get to this level, 
Um, I know that China and India and all those other countries are right now very uh, fossil fuel heavy, very coal heavy, all the other things. But when you have countries that are no longer purchasing those things, yes, it creates a bigger surplus. But when there's a lot of something, it's super cheap, super cheap to burn by, yes. But it no longer is more efficient to produce those things. So if you have a massive backlog of coal, a massive backlog of oil, because these other countries aren't using them as much anymore or at all, um, then who's going to produce it? Because they're not making money to make it anymore. So I think it's, again, I'm not saying like next year everyone is going to be like, oh, we're... But that's, uh, I'm just going to do throw a caveat in real quick. Yeah. I don't know what I was going you're to say. Si- you're talking about like countries like China, where basically if you have a company, China, China if you have a country or if you basically where every business is tied in with the government. Yes. For a country like that or like Russia, it's fantastic if a, if a product that you produce mm-hmm. is cheap because then your entire economy can run cheaper. If gas is a dollar a gallon. You can sell goods at a cheaper price and make more profit. You, I, like the reason, a lot of reason why a lot of things are expensive in this country is because gas is so expensive, right? Yeah, yeah. If gas was a dollar a gallon, people wouldn't be hurting as bad, right? Correct. So if you have a, a massive surplus, you're like, we don't have to depend on anyone anymore. We can have a massive surplus of coal and burn coal for 200 years. Why would we not burn coal? We don't have to pay. We pay pennies for it. Yeah. So, we can, instead of having to pay, you know, uh, the fuel cost of, say, you know, $100 to make this product, it's now only costing us $60. So it's $40 more in our pocket. And the other country that's running off this other energy can't, can't afford that, even yeah. though it's new. And the other thing where I'm going to cut the giant company a break, which is the gas company, is like they did go through the pandemic with the rest of us. Now, how much yeah. of that is just on the books and how much of that is authentic? Who's to say? Make your own choice on that, but it's their it's their company and how they're running it. And you kind of if they think that there's money to be made in green, more green uh, fossils or um, energies, they're, I'm sure they're going to try to head the market off because they, like you said, they are in the energy producing co- uh, business um, business. But if if I had to choose. Because people, like I said, if America went to 100% green energy or whatever, as far as like, not cars, but everything else, just say yeah. it was just all solar yeah. all of a sudden. It'd be like, oh, fantastic, great. But other places are still going to burn fossil fuels and all this stuff. And sometimes things are worse for the econ- or for the environment when things are bad because nobody gives a shit about th- things like the environment when they're worried about putting food on the table. So instead of giving everyone a stimulus package or whatever if they focus more on and i'm just i'm not saying that this is what i would like to happen i'm just saying that if it does happen if you somehow were open up refineries start buying from whoever lower the price of gas down to back to two dollars a gallon right what does that do for the cost of living in the country significantly decreases significantly decreases it which means that $600 stimulus check that you got during the pandemic, like that amount of money, will now last infinitely longer. Because when you go to the food store today, you can't buy half your cart from what you had in it two and a half years ago. Yeah. Because of the price of everything. Yeah. And a lot of the price of that, especially in this country, is driven by gas prices because everything's shipped with a truck or yeah. a plane yeah. or a boat. Like, you have to get it there somehow. Yeah, everything comes from somewhere. Yeah, so like uh, like me, eggs, right? I eat a lot yep. of eggs. Before the pandemic, they were anywhere from $20 to $27 for 30 dozen. Okay. Cents on the dollar yep. for a dozen eggs. The worst I saw was $127 for 30 dozen. That's crazy. Right? It's down now, I think, to 80 And this is buying in, like, mass bulk. Yeah. Not like BJ's Costco bulk, like restaurant-style bulk. So, and that is directly related mostly to the price of gas. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100% it is. So, when you're talking about when things are bad and people are starting to worry less about the, uh, you know, the luxuries of life and more about like, hey, listen, as long as I can feed myself and feed my family and pay my bills, I'll be fine. Things that are required like food, toilet paper, things like that, when you reduce those costs, 
the people will hurt less in the long run, even if they're not working and they're just getting a, a government check. Yeah. So something like lowering the gas prices, I think it's not just about the commute, which a lot of people know that already, but to me, that would be more impactful than giving everyone 600 bucks twice. I agree with you. I agree with that statement. And it, it might be a shitty way to get there by doing that. But the other thing, what I was going to say with the starting these energy companies is like nobody has any money right now. Nobody has these mass amounts of money to to put forth for opening up new research facilities for better, greener energy. Like like I said, the, the, the oil companies took a 20-some billion dollar hit in 2020 alone. And now, say they made $40 billion. Well, all they really did was recoup their money from two years ago. Yeah. So, and again, a lot of that's probably cooking the books and doing whatever. But at the same time, you can't say that they did the same business that they did. Because no, everything they, was shut down. Everything was shut down. They easily didn't do the same business during the the, the heart of the pandemic. Yeah, the and they're not the only people the that, like, you know, fudge on the numbers. Yeah. So, they're all in the same boat. It's just that yeah. they have a lot of money. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. What do you? How long do you think this is going to last? Was my main question. Like, where do you think the turnaround comes from, and what do you think starts to get the turnaround to come? I think one of the things that everyone obviously agrees on because they're smarter than us is the when you hike up the interest price. Uh, the interest price, the, yeah. So they did raise. We'll find out shortly because they did raise the interest rate, uh, which should curve uh, inflation a little bit. Uh, that that part's a little bit beyond me. I don't, I'm not 100% sure exactly how that works. I don't think anyone is exactly sure how that works because experts come out all the time and be like, oh, this is going to happen. Then they turn around and be like, oh, shit, we were wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, but that should help curve inflation a little bit. It's going to have a weird ripple effect where the, uh, the housing market, at least, is going to calm down tremendously because um, – It has to. It's the highest it's ever been in the history. Yeah, it ha- it has to, but uh, interest rates for mortgages are going to start uh, increasing, uh, which means property values are going to go down because no one's going to be buying them anymore. Um, on the flip side of that, I just had in my head, I'm a forgetful person. Um, people are going to be storing money a little bit more because uh, higher interest rates also mean higher interest rates in our bank accounts, So, which is uh, unfortunate side effects, but people are going to start hoarding cash a little bit more because instead of getting a quarter of a percent, you're going to be getting a, a percent. You're going you're gonna, to, a lot of bank accounts are actually going to be accruing interest for the first time in fucking years. Even um, though your def- the deflation of it is higher than the interest you're making. Yeah, but people are dumb. They don't know that. Well, it's better than making nothing because that's one of the things that you don't realize when you just yeah. hold cash under your pillow in 20 years, it's you might as well have just spent it or yeah. invested it in something. Yeah. Um, so it's it's going to slow the economy down a, uh, a ton is my point. Um, I don't I don't know what the what the see in my opinion. I don't know. I think the gas price is going to be the, the big thing, and that really is a wait-and-see kind of game. Uh, is this going to be a new normal where we're just going to have to get used to it until the rest of the world catches up, uh, monetarily speaking? Like, is is the $50 bill or is the $100 bill the new $50 bill? And we just don't know it yet, and we have to wait 10 years before we really can match where the rest is at? Uh, or... Are things going to slide back more to a normalcy? And there's so many variables into play. Maybe does you you don't know what's going to happen? Is tomorrow Vladimir Putin going to be executed? And you're going to get a yeah. pro-Western leader in Russia, and everyone all of a sudden is like, "Fuck yeah, let's go on that oil, baby!" Yeah. And all of a sudden, a lot of the world's problems are solved. You don't. We don't know things like that. I, so yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I go ahead. I think a lot of it is going to come down to energy consumption, which I think we agree on. How we address that energy consumption is is the giant question mark, but it's going to be energy. Yeah, I think um, I think part of the part of the uh, issue right now is that I don't think our government as a whole yeah. is. I think they're trying to baby us. I think we've been very babied for the last couple of years, as far as like not being trusted with information as people. And sometimes I don't think, I I think that that is an assessment that's, I don't think not too unaccurate that it's almost like 
Well, yeah. Like, why would we trust the American people with that? Because every like we're 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 a lot as a whole. A lot of times we can be pretty stupid. Yeah. Right. But I think they're trying to avoid going into a recession by making the inevitable recession worse by trying to like stop the bleeding instead of just like letting this go through. And one of the things is the, the interest rates, which they avoided, avoided, and they finally did it. But like, we're just getting more in the hole while we avoid being in the hole. Yeah. And the quicker that we get around to it, the quicker this can level out. Cause it's almost like America, the economy is like a, like a spoiled rich kid who has a, who has a, a trust fund of money. And it's supposed to be money for 10 years and we blow through it in seven. Yeah. And then we're like, shit. And then for two to three years, we have to like live very miserably until we get the next 10 year trust fund amount of money. And then we're good to go. And then we're good to go. Um, it's, it's going to be rough. I think for the, I think eight to 18 months, if I had to guess is about when, Things are going to start because you have to get the trust back in the economy. There's no trust in the economy. Correct. When gas is $7 a gallon, nobody trusts the economy. Correct. Which is a horrible way to be like in a country. Yeah. So nobody wants to be afraid if their money's going to be there the next day because then you don't need a job because it's paying you nothing. So uh, I think the reason I say 12 to 18 months is because if it's any longer than that, it's going to be bad, like very bad. Because then it's like, what, what is, what, how much longer do you need to fix this? Like how much longer do we have to live in this state of like depression till, till this gets better? And then it's going to get like really nasty. And I don't know what ways, but I just think that about eight to 18 months is, is the limit. We kind of saw that with the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Eight to 18 months is about what people can sustain of, of extreme environments before they're starting to be like, you know what? Fuck this and start doing crazy shit. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it's hard because we're coming off of an 18 month, two year stint of no money being made. Business is shutting down less jobs, all these problems. Yeah. You know, the government's even more in debt before a recession, before the recession hit, we got put into a whole bunch of debt. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be sh- it's gonna be shitty, but um, yeah, I think it's just gonna something we gotta probably go through because we're not like exactly we have a choice. No, it's not like exact. It's not like we have a choice. Yeah. Again, I think this was. We just never do current events, so I figured. It, no, no, I like I, I like this podcast. I yeah. think I think that I think this is the one few times that we actually have like meaningful conversation <laughs> yeah well that's kind of why i picked it because this is something that i uh, think why does your fucking camera do this i don't know doesn't want us to post this we're gonna swap your camera for that camera next time okay the um no i the reason why <laughs> it's I, so goofy i know <laughs> part of the reason we might, we might just have to put a uh, a stick figure emoji in front of my face <laughs> no i'm gonna make people watch because this is gonna be unwatchable for somebody um, just listen, everybody. Just listen. Yeah. So, uh, no, the part of the reason why I picked this is because me, myself included, uh, and every, a lot of people, not just our age, but in general, like have really no clue on how a lot of things work, small picture and big picture. Yeah. And not that we like broke any ground here as far as that today, but just no. the conversation, having the conversation is something that I don't think people have. I think people bitch a lot. And like complain, rightfully so, about gas price being whatever. But and they throw out these like, well, what they gotta do is open up like it's very like uh like what a lot of things is today is like headline remarks. These bookmark remarks, these comments to get your point across in a sentence, instead of a a forty eight minute conversation about like what's going on and you know, maybe we could just look at this big picture wise, just to maybe have a more understanding to it. If it helps, I don't know. But it's just something I don't see it's at, it's at least healthier. It's healthier than putting your head in the sand, and it's healthier than immediately pointing and being like, these fucking assholes. Yeah, it's the, it's, like, the, it's the Dems or it's the Republicans. Like, yeah. It's very, very short, easy answer that I feel good about now because it's not my my team who caused it. Yeah, exactly. And everyone, I know people have made this analogy in the past, but everyone thinks that the president or Congress has this fancy switch that they're sitting in their office and they could be like, oil prices lower yeah like it it just doesn't 
work like that. No. Life is so complicated. Yeah. So fucking complicated. Yes, there are things that people are doing that are affecting us in the positive and negative direction, but it's not as simple as someone saying, you know, the, the so-and-so needs to lower the prices. Like, no, no. Well, I think, you know what, I think a part, not to make this any longer than it already is, but I think that part of, everyone was calling for Biden to okay the release of some of the reserve. Yeah. Right? And we apparently have a 100-year reserve for the country. Yes. A lot of it's for military, just-in-case stuff. I think that part of the uh, what happened with this pandemic, then the war with Russia, and now the price of gas is that before people are like, what do you need to spend so much on military for? Like, we haven't had a war in, you know, X amount of time. And the Russia thing, especially since it's like a first world country to another country, first world country, where people are kind of like, oh, like war can just happen. Yeah. Like, because it's, our generation doesn't really remember we, we've never besides nine seen... 11, which is like, you're going to war with more of a, an idea than a country. Yeah. But as far as like an, an organized first world country with an entire economy and established borders, they're just like, Oh, that's how like people will just do that. And like, it doesn't matter if we don't like it. It's a legitimate war of aggression that yes. no one was able to talk. Yeah. Anyone else Where in of. this country, it's very like, well, you hurt someone's feelings. You, you, you pay for it. And it's like, well, well, they just invaded a country and are killing thousands of people. And it's like, yeah, we don't care. So yeah. that I think kind of made people switch into like, well, maybe we do need the reserve for the military. Yeah. And maybe don't do that because things are kind of iffy right now. Yeah. But it, it's going to reach a point where it's like, maybe you have to open the valve a little bit or find some other way to reduce these prices. And like I said, he doesn't have a magic button and it doesn't fall all on him, but it's like, we can't keep paying seven dollars a gallon or six dollars a gallon and expect us to because our wages didn't go up 200 percent. yeah i know so Sometimes. everything else is going to go up there eventually because that's what gas went up yeah so yeah i don't know i don't know that's why we're not that's why this is for dummies like us <laughs> all right dummies let us know in the comment section down below what you think. Uh, what is the... Well, I'm afraid to even ask that. And you know what? Start a flame war. What is the solution to all of our problems? What's going to fix the economy? If anything, what kind of trouble do you think we're in? What would you like to see, not see? I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna start a flame war in the, in the comments. Which party's fault is this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? State your reason. It's the Green Party. Yeah. Fucking Green Party. <laughs> That's how we're just going to end everything. Whose fault is this? The Republicans or the Democrats? We've avoided those topics for so for I three just wanna years. See, I, I just want to see. Three years, Andy. I want to see my phone like glow bloop, hot bloop, from the comment. Bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm taking these off because it's 100 fucking degrees in here. Like, subscribe, hit the little bell notification so you get all of our videos. And we will catch you guys next time. See you later. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day.